Hello friends and welcome to episode number 213 of Bad Clips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He is Justin, the Professor Anderson in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. What a great weekend of Blue Jays baseball it was. Just an absolute hammering of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, adios. Break out the brooms. Justin, uh, really not very entertaining if you're a Boston Red Sox fan, but it's kind of nice to see the Jays getting into form. How'd you feel about the weekend? How was your weekend, too, by the way? It's good. Uh, whoever won that 50-50, uh, feel free to spot us a cool <laughs> million or something too you know uh you, you just won like three and a half mil so then you can afford to spread the love you know um my weekend was good i actually uh went back to my hometown uh one of my or two of my friends their daughter was having her first birthday party so i went to a one-year-old's birthday yesterday uh it was fun yeah visited my parents a bit and came back home today so it's a lot, little bit of driving but uh we're here and obviously as, as alkman would say we're here and uh, we won three games against Boston. So it was a pretty good weekend. Yeah, baseball on my mind all weekend. Uh, thinking about uh, the, the Jays. And then, of course, today, uh, the end of an era in St. Louis. Final uh, regular season home game for Albert Pujols, Yadi Molina, Adam Wainwright, boys, uh all left the game at the same time there, and we're saying, uh, for the sake of romance and baseball, Albert Pujols hit a home run in his first at-bat at Bush Stadium on April the 9th, 2001, and of course today, Albert Pujols hits a home run in his last at-bat at Bush Stadium on October 2nd, 2022. 21 seasons of baseball from Albert Pujols, the machine. What a career. How yeah. can you not be romantic about baseball? Most definitely, yeah. Did you see? Uh, did you see the Phillies Twitter account? They changed their Twitter name to Miami Marlins Stan account because they, <laughs> they made the Marlins to help them out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night's game was rough for the <laughs> Brew Crew uh, as they dropped one that would it just slipped through their fingers, and uh, right now it looks they're losing like, again. Yeah, they're losing. Well. It's two to one in the bottom of the eighth. They got a runner on third with two outs. Christian Yelich just grounded uh, out, drove in a run. Interesting, nonetheless. Uh, the AL field is set. All that matters now is positioning. Yeah. Um, the NL field is getting interesting. The only team that hasn't been eliminated is. Milwaukee and obviously heartbreaker last night things are getting interesting and of course the Braves and the Mets are wailing on each other could be an interesting afternoon for them or did they get bumped to the evening they got bumped to the evening I digress uh, that'll be a fun game tonight if you got uh, no plans you want to watch the Mets and Braves uh, play some baseball but um, yeah Justin what a what a hell of a, a weekend for baseball the final weekend of the regular season we've been chatting about it all weekend and if you like what we do follow us on twitter at bfmd podcast go ahead and dm or tweet us your questions you can find us on anchor apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts find us at uh, bfmdpodcast.com 
Go ahead and leave us a review of five stars or less. And uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. Justin, take us through all the uh, bits and bites uh, of uh, what's going on with the Jays and what's in the news. And uh, we'll recap very briefly these games against the Red Sox. And we'll preview the series or season finale uh, for the Jays against Baltimore in games that we thought would matter. But turns out they really kind of don't. Yeah. So starting off, uh, the Blue Jays confirmed today during the broadcast that Sportsnet will actually have a dedicated playoff broadcast here in Canada. It'll be Buck Martinez, Pat Tabler and Hazel May on the team. Uh, Dan yeah. Schulman's going to be moving over to ESPN Radio for the postseason, but will be working the Jays series for them. Uh, obviously, Dan's contract is still still has that contract with ESPN as well for doing postseason radio games. So unfortunately, we won't be able to listen to him on the TV feed. But if you're out and about, uh, you, if you have like TuneIn Radio or something, you can likely find him on ESPN. Uh, it's nice we don't have to listen to the American broadcast crews who complain about the turf the whole time and don't really know what's going on in blue jay land at all so it'll be really nice to see the broadcast network that owns the blue jays <laughs> um broadcast the games <laughs> yep i'm excited you're excited everybody's excited uh about that uh it's kind of cool i don't i don't have any insider information but there is uh, a little bit of rumor and innuendo swirling that this might be Buck's last ride. Um, I don't remember. It's not official. No, it was. Uh, there was a Globe and Mail article. Yeah. Where one of the reporters had had a chat with, with Buck, um, and he kind of said that yeah, like my contract's up at the end of the season. Like Buck doesn't have like a agent or anything. Like Buck is his is, is his team basically. He doesn't have a PR person or anything like that, yeah. uh, which is so old school. I love it. But he's 73. He just fought and won against cancer. Um, so, I mean, if this is Buck's last ride, it's it's nice to see him go out if he does go out on his own terms, right? Like, he's not being forced out by illness. He no, fought no. that. He came back. Like, he's, he's 73. He's been in the game for his whole life. Like, the dude deserves if this yeah. is if he decides that it's the end he deserves it like 100 percent level of excellence at at rogers center at some point hopefully soon yeah absolutely um, you'd be yeah. it'd be stupid it'd be it'd be very stupid uh for them not to put him up in the level of excellence he's been a part of the toronto blue jays franchise for 34 of the last 42 seasons right that's incredible yeah. <laughs> insane um but yeah, that that'll be good. It'll be nice to have that dedicated feed in Canada for for us us fans who pay for Sportsnet now, etc. And cable um, injury news. Obviously, Kevin Gosman left today's game after three innings. He has a little cut on his middle finger. Um, John Schneider says that he isn't concerned about it at all. He says if it were a postseason game, he would have kept going and he'll be fine for the wild card round. Um, this means like that you you. And I mean, you're probably going to anyway, but you're probably going to have Jose Barrios still on the wild card roster, even though you probably won't need him to start a game. If something were to happen to one of your starting pitchers in, like, say, the first or second inning, um, you would want to have another starter who you, I guess, trust some of the time <laughs> to come in and pitch hopefully more of that game. But Gosman should be fine. Wouldn't spend too much time worrying about that. Uh, 
Santiago Espinal, he's been hitting off the machine. He hit off the machine today, will tomorrow on Monday in Baltimore as well. And the plan is for him to take live batting practice in, on Tuesday in Baltimore. If all goes well, he could be activated afterwards. That's from Shai Davidi. Uh, also from Shai, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has been doing sprint work as he works his way back from the hamstring injury. The hope is that he could be back during the Baltimore series at some point as well. So you would get uh, two of your regular or semi-regular players back in time for the playoffs, which would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that would be, uh, aside from Hwanjin Ryu, that's the whole, that's all hands on deck, isn't it? Is anybody else? I don't think anybody else. Uh, nobody else that's well, Nate, been I here. Guess, well, but... he hasn't been in the big leagues at all, so we don't really have to count him. No, I guess not. But uh, other than uh, Hwanjin Ryu, who's shut down months ago, yeah, uh, that would be all hands on deck. Yeah, it would be a much welcome addition to the team to have both Guriel and Espinal back because it gives you some uh, insurance for third base and shortstop if you need to do a pinch hit or DH Boer Chappie at some point in the playoffs. So nice to have Espy back. And obviously Guriel's bat is is key for this team as well too. They could really use that uh, depth in the lineup. Um, looking at the standings, obviously uh, we know that the Jays are in, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> um, we just don't know exactly where they're going to be playing yet. So right now they're they're up. Uh, both Seattle and, and Tampa I don't have final scores yet today. Tampa is losing later in their game which we love, but uh, Seattle doesn't play. Uh, they're, they're just getting started, actually, like, and they're playing Oakland, so who knows what will happen in that one. Um, if the Rays do go on to lose this game, Patrick, it does guarantee the Blue Jays will not have to go to Tampa Bay because the Rays will not be able to get ahead of the Jays, which would be huge. Yep. Don't want to play at the Trop at any point during these playoffs if you can – help it and i mean obviously getting home field advantage for the first round is the only way to help it uh and then also okay. i believe if i'm not mistaken it also uh prevents us from having to play cleveland correct which also in uh assures us that we will be on the houston bracket which means that if we do uh win the wild card round not saying that we will i'm just saying Yep, if it happens. If, if that were to occur, then we would be playing Houston in the second round uh, rather than the New York Yankees. So I don't really – it doesn't really matter once you get into the playoffs. you got to beat everybody, so really you kind of got to throw everything out. And it'll be game time, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how both – Seattle and Tampa construct their lineups in the following games. Uh, do either one of them have a preference? I wonder as far as where they finish. Obviously, you would like to finish WC1, but Tampa is all but mathematically eliminated from that. So the question becomes, would you rather play Toronto on the road or Cleveland on the road? Neither one of those is particularly appetizing, I would think, if you're Tampa who has struggled as of late. I don't know. It's hard to get into the mind of one of these uh, teams, given that we don't really follow their coverage. I feel like you don't want to play Toronto, 
even though Cleveland has played just as well yeah. the last several weeks, I would still rather not play Toronto. Because I mean, they're so top-heavy. Yeah, obviously, when you look at it and you see the Jays have Manoa, Stripling, and Gossman, who are pitching as well as anybody in baseball right now, um, yeah. that's not very enticing <laughs> for no. a potential opponent. Um, Seattle, too, has like won four games in a row, right? So, I mean, they won't... And th- none of these teams that the Jays are going to play are going to be easy. Uh, it's yeah, six best teams in the, in the American League getting in, and all six of these teams have the potential to win 90-plus games. Yeah. Um, I get yeah. the impression <laughs> for Seattle that Seattle fans would love a matchup against... Toronto because they believe that because they were uh, they were so effective at home during that four game sweep they would expect to walk right through Toronto. Uh, they're welcome to think that. <laughs> yeah, no, they're by all means go ahead and think that, and then when they end up uh, it not being so easy, we can laugh about it. But uh, I think you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure, no matter what you do, if you think your team. Uh, is up for an easy ride because the playoffs, everything is uh, gets tighter. The room for error is non-existent. And I just think that, you know, regardless of what team uh, they end up playing, I think the Jays have a shot. I think they're much more top-heavy team than the other teams in the American League. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think in a short series, whether it's three or five games, I think being top-heavy actually is an advantage. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing a five-game series and the Jays end up taking it to game four or game five. We probably will see a short rotation. I don't think we will see Barrios. You'll start definitely see a- Barrios. What? You'll see a four-man rotation in a, in a second round. 100%. In the second round, you think? Guaranteed. If they're yes. down two games to one, you think they're going to put Brios over Manoa? It depends how many days rest he's on. Like, well, we've the never schedule seen, says it's a day. I think it's a day yeah, each we, time. We've never seen Manoa on short rest. So, not once. I, if I had to choose, I would take in, uh, Alec Manoa in 80% over Jose Brios at 100. Yeah, it's, it's going to depend, like... If Brios is solid tomorrow uh, against Baltimore in his last start of the season, that'll help ease some nerves. Nah. But he's got to be like yeah. like six innings, three runs or less, like a quality start is what you want to see yeah. from him. And I'm sure Baltimore's not like Baltimore's not going to roll over in this series because obviously the Blue Jays no. still have something to play for. They're still playing for home field advantage. Um, and Baltimore has played the Jays tough. They, I think they still lead the season series, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's they're close. Up, one, up one. Yeah, it's, it's very like close. That. Yeah, um, like something like that. But, yeah, it, it's a very close in the standings for the season series. So, I mean, obviously they, they want to beat the Blue Jays. They want to do whatever they can to hinder the Jays getting home field in the wild card. So it's, it's not going to be easy, of course. Um, as of this moment, the Jays are two games up on Seattle. Seattle still has to finish their game that they're playing today. So they'll either be two and a half up or uh, one and a half up. Seattle does have a double header on Tuesday against Detroit. So they still have uh, four games remaining after today. Uh, and obviously the Jays are at 90 wins. Seattle currently sits at 87. 
So if they were to lose today, they would have to win at least three of four to tie the Jays if the Jays were to lose all three of their remaining games. So it's, it's a tough ask. Go yeah, the Jays the do control their own destiny. Even if Seattle wins today, the Jays will still have two more wins than them. Um, so if the Jays can win two out of three against Baltimore, Seattle, again, would have to win all four. So, I mean, that's the target is two to three against the Orioles for sure. But we'll talk about that series in a minute. Um, Patrick did mention the National League a little bit. Yeah, the, the Mets and uh, Braves do play later today. Uh, the Braves have won the first two games of that series to actually take a one-game lead over the Mets in the National League East with the final game of that series coming tonight. So it could be all tied up if the Mets can come back and win. Um, Philadelphia currently holds a one-game advantage over the Milwaukee Brewers in the National League Wild Card. Philly is winning right now. Milwaukee is losing, as we mentioned earlier. So that could be a two-game drop. That's going to be a tough, tough one, unless Milwaukee can somehow come back. Um, Philly's up by a lot. Milwaukee's down by one. So tough one there. Uh, the Brewers, of course, will still have three games left, as will uh, the Phillies. Will actually have only. Yeah, they'll have th- they both have three games left after today, so they'll still have uh, not not clinched it yet. But obviously, that elimination number gets smaller and smaller every day for the Brewers. Could uh, be two by the end of today. Could be two by the end of today. Really bad. Yeah, it's uh, coming down to the, the wire here. But uh, it's nice to know that the Jays are in with only three games left. They'll head to Baltimore for the final three games of the regular season, Patrick. As mentioned, Jose Barrios will make the start, his final start of the regular season tomorrow against Dean Kremer, who we're all too familiar with. He's pitched against the Jays lots this year. Seems like every time the Orioles and the Jays play, uh, you see Kremer. He's had mixed results. He's had a couple good ones, a couple bad ones, if I'm remembering off the top of my head. Um, That'll be tomorrow. He's one of their better starters. Yeah. And uh, it's, I have to say, like, Credit where credit is due. The Orioles lost 110 games last year or something like that, wasn't it? Or 112? Yeah, and at worst, that. they're going to finish at 500 this year. So. Yeah, I mean... And they're winning right now against the Yankees. So. Yeah, full credit to them. Yeah. What, a, what an incredible story they had this season. Uh, unfortunately, falling short. Getting eliminated on the last week of the regular season, that's something to hang your hat on. And, and boy, they're going to be tough next year. Oh, for sure. Um, and you mentioned, like, yeah, Kremer's been one of their best starters. Like, even just looking at the traditional stats, I mean, he's got 119 in a third innings pitch and a 317 ERA. Only 83 strikeouts, so he's not going to get you out with, with, with uh, fire, but he's going to get you out with, with a lot of weak contact and keep you off balance. Obviously, we know what Barrios can do when he's on. We also know what he can do when he's not. Um, for him, it seems like there's always just that one bad inning. And unlike Alec Manoa, Brios just doesn't seem to have the ability to make those in-game adjustments. We've seen it a bunch of times this year. Maybe Manoa's sinker or his changeup or his slider aren't as effective as they normally are, but he's able to make adjustments with whoever's catching him, usually Alejandro Kirk, all but one time this year. And they're able to make an adjustment to the game plan to still give you six innings. The Manoa pitched at least five innings in every one of his starts this year. So, that uh, doesn't happen without being consistent and being able to make those adjustments. Yeah. I, you know, it, this last uh, series that we have here against Baltimore is an interesting opportunity to kind of 
maybe end the season on a higher note for for Barrios, but also you you know Mitch White obviously is has not had uh, quite the impact we had hoped mm -hmm. he would have here at the back end after we uh, acquired him at the deadline. Uh, the stat line is really ugly and. Uh, I mean, these games, they mean something, but they don't mean as much. So I'm not terribly worried. It's a chance for Mitch White maybe to earn himself a spot on the roster. I'm not even sure if he's locked that up yet. Yeah. Uh, for the postseason. <laughs> Could be interesting. And then, of course, uh, the final game of the season is TBD versus TBD. It's Alec Manoa's slot, but obviously that ain't happening. So... Unless the Jays need to win to get home field, then it might. They, yeah. John Schneider said they would do that if they need to. If they need to win to get home field, they will absolutely put Manoa out there. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll know. Well, I mean, as soon as Seattle loses a game and we win a game, I'm pretty sure we lock it up, don't we? It's pretty close be, to that, yeah. We'd be four and a half back and they'd have three games left. Seattle has four games left still because they. Yeah. a doubleheader on Tuesday. But uh, we're three and a half up on them, aren't we? Right now. I oh, know only only two up only or two, two games up. Two, just right, just right. two. Just two even. Still they gotta go like five and one, I think, if we go like Yeah. Two and two, including today's game, which we won. So they gotta basically win outright and, and Toronto has to lose uh, win one and lose two or something like that. Something it's like that. Not, it, yeah, it's not. It's not. There's good. a few scenarios. I mean, it's not uh, not going to be easy. And obviously, Seattle is the team behind right now, but they have the tiebreaker off over the Jays for the regular season record. So yeah. it could happen with if they're tied, the Mariners would get the the home field advantage. But it's if not it's not about. Alec Manoa, TBD is going to be dot dot dot. Who do you think? Um, Yusei Kikuchi guaranteed yeah i would say if he doesn't if he doesn't pitch behind mitch white on on tuesday um it'll be kikuchi and if it's not kikuchi maybe a bullpen day because obviously there's a day off on on thursday before the wild card round begins on the friday so they could just have their entire bullpen basically just throw an inning each maybe two if you can get six outs from richards or six outs from pop like you got today um you can you can just do that for the last day of the season, knowing that they're gonna have a day off anyway, and maybe fresh for Friday. Yeah, I guess the the days are gone of making call ups. Yeah, I mean it, it's not a bad it's not a bad way to get all your all your pitchers kind of that one last little tune up before Friday. That way, they're like nobody's gonna be rusty because they'll all just have one day off between. Everybody comes in feeling hopefully feeling good and and fresh for the for for Friday because in the playoffs it's all hands on deck. You don't have room to leave your pitcher out there if they're not doing well um you there's there's quick hooks in the postseason because every run matters <laughs> uh but yeah. hopefully it doesn't come to that obviously uh both teams in this series patrick obviously we've mitch white we mentioned it on tuesday he's going up against mike bauman for baltimore who has limited appearances this season um and then on wednesday both teams at this point are tbd that's going to be a bit of an afternoon game. So Monday and Tuesday are both 7.05 Eastern starts. Wednesdays is a 4.05. So a little bit earlier in the day. That way the Jays can get back to Toronto. Get a full day of rest in on Thursday. Probably watch a bunch of film uh, for Friday's starter, whoever they're going to be up against. 
and then obviously play the wild card game on Friday. Busy week, man. Yeah, I mean, we're getting down to it. It's it's been a long season. I don't know why, but this season in particular just felt very, very long. There were a lot of high points and a lot of low points, which never helps. Yeah, maybe it's that. You know what's funny is um, I was just digging through uh, just the the results here from the last few days against Boston. Yeah, and if if Jordan Romano does not pitch for the rest of the season. He will finish with an ERA of 2.14. Guess what his ERA was last year? Pretty, pretty similar, I believe. 2.14. <laughs> Guess how many games he played last year? Uh, 63. It was 62, and this year he's played 62. Consistency. It's almost like the, the old Chris Davis 247 batting average days. Yeah. Like three or four <laughs> years in a row, whenever yep. it was. Um. And, get, and same number of innings, 63 innings. Uh, I don't know how the math works out, though. I guess they're unearned runs. Yeah, they were unearned runs. So we, yeah, some of those those extra inning uh, ghost runners. The, yeah, the, the Manfred run. runner or whatever. Manfred the man, Manfred man. It, yeah. But actually, uh, looking at his performance, if you look at it, uh, his whip was lowered this year, but opponents hit uh, decimal zero, zero, eight points higher. Uh, he had fewer strikeouts than he did last year, but he also issued fewer walks and uh, hit three more batters. Yeah, either and, way, uh, pretty uh, pretty similar years. Very, that's, very consistent. That's very what you want from your closer. Um, to see what he'll do in the playoffs as well. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, just to touch, I want to touch on Kikuchi quickly because you mentioned like t- looking through the results. He threw three really good innings on Friday night. Obviously, the he game did. was. He did. Was, it was uh, eight to nothing when he came in, and he threw the Garbage last three shot, innings yeah, yeah. against the Red Sox. He did walk one guy, gave up a hit, but he struck out five, and he was throwing his fastball for strikes. I mean, uh, out of the pitches that he threw, he threw forty-five pitches over those three innings, fifteen per inning, and then thirty-four of them were strikes. So that's the Kikuchi that the Jays need to get. And I mean, as I've said before, a full winter, and actually he'll actually be there during spring training this this next time around. Who knows what? Uh, 2023 could bring for Kikuchi and maybe he'll be a bit more comfortable and hopefully trust in his fastball a lot more but that's a topic for another day obviously I just wanted to bring up that good performance um Whit Merrifield has been on fire for the last 30 days he's hitting just about 290 uh, over that time span which has been overshadowed by Bo Bichette obviously uh, and Danny Jansen to be fair I mean Jansen's hitting like 400 almost over that that's like 360 over his last 30 days hottest catcher in baseball <laughs> unbelievable career high in home runs now too for jano um Bo's on track to lead the league in hits for a second time and who would have thought that two months ago i mean the guy had like 48 hits in september or something crazy which is about a quarter of his entire season total um tay oscar's been on fire had two home runs today including a bomb into the flight deck which was awesome to see but what a what yeah. a finale or like a home finale for Tay Oscar. Really uh, good. Nice to see him kind of turning that uh, late season push around because he was really struggling seven, in August. Seven for ten or seven for eleven, something like something that. Something like that. Just just unbelievable. You know what was funny was uh, going into this final series or, uh, at home here. I was thinking about Tay Oscar and, and about how 
you know, the numbers are down this year, and yeah, he's he's had to deal with some some injuries and some other uh, some other things, and uh, he still looks just as good at the plate. The numbers might be down a little bit, but he's got the power, and uh, he's got one more year of arbitration, I believe. That's right. Um, it'd be interesting to see when the season is over where he lands as far as a priority goes for sticking around. He's obviously such a huge part of the emotional core of the team. I wonder uh, to what extent he'll be sort of considered for uh, another uh, another contract. But uh, what a great uh, second half for him, the power coming back. It's going to be – man, I feel really confident going into the playoffs. I really do. Yeah. It's a, we're a far cry away from – mid-august where it was just <laughs> upsetting every day yeah the, we're the, up we're down we're mostly down we lost i think there was a point where we were two and ten or two and eight or something eight like that. or something like that in in early august and i was like man are we even going to make the playoffs and since then the team obviously john schneider comes into the scene and uh you know he's been terrific and the team has turned it around yeah, yeah, there have been some blips, uh, as every team has. I mean, the Yankees were playing at a below 500 level for a while, but they've come on again as the season winds down. The good teams find a way to hit that extra gear in September. I mean, we saw that with the Jays last September as well, too, where they missed the playoffs by one game. This year, they've played the same, if not better, than they did last year. And it's been with a lot of new guys on the team, like tipping in with like Tapia has been doing well, obviously Merrifield. Then you've got guys like Zimmer and Bradley who will come in and play good defense for you late in games or get the odd start as Jackie Bradley Jr. did today. But obviously, I mean, it's, it's nice to see in the final week of the season that the bats are, are, are kind of clicking. I mean, obviously they, they had like 21 hits or whatever it was on Friday. Another, <laughs> another nine yeah. hits today. They, parade they out, they outscored boston like 27 or something to three in the entire series it was something something close to that number i'm not going to do the math in my head right now i'm just looking at today's game but uh yeah only looking at three runs in the entire series to to boston a team that you won six went 16 and three against this season that's insane <laughs> like absolute domination against boston this year thanks boston for all the wins by the way love you um yeah, stay it's, shitty. Stay shitty stay for us sh- for a couple more years year. because Baltimore is going to be good, and that's we need we need at least one team to beat up on, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, these last three games in Baltimore, it'd be nice to see Guriel and Espy get back, and hopefully get a game or two each just to get some swings against big league pitching and and run the field a bit just to make sure that they're fully good to go. You don't want to bring guys onto your wild card roster who aren't one hundred percent. Um, and then obviously we'll, we'll come back again on Thursday but between the Baltimore wrap-up on Wednesday and the start of the wildcard game on Friday with obviously the Jays will we'll have a pretty good idea who's going to be on the roster, uh, who's if hopefully everybody's healthy by then, and we'll just be able to preview the playoffs a little bit. Yep, I'm ready to go, man. I mean, here we are. We, we made it. I'm really excited for some playoff baseball. Yep. And... Uh, Man, it would just be really, it'd be really nice to, to, uh, you know, get a little bit of 
revenge for uh, for 2020. <laughs> yeah, it, and it, uh, it, it feels like it's been really too. It feels like it's been a long time since the Jays have played postseason baseball because 2020 was so brutal and so short. Uh, those two games. And it was on Tampa. the road too. Yeah, so it's it's been since 2016 that there's been a home playoff game in Toronto. So six years, and it, it's crazy to believe and like to look at how their team has gone through a full rebuild in that time. Obviously, Is there even anybody left from 2016? Uh, I believe they said like the longest. I think I think Tim Mesa was at the organization then, but he was hurt. Romano was on the IL then too. He had a finger issue. So like there were some guys that were, that were around, but they weren't on the active roster at that time. Um, yeah. Well, Vladdy, yeah, Vladdy would have been. Yeah, a they, ball in, or in the organization. Like yeah, there's obviously guys that have been in the organization, but like Ross Stripling, pitched in in 2020 for the Blue Jays, and I think he's the longest serving pitcher on the roster who's pitched in a postseason game. Is what what I heard on the broadcast, which is pretty crazy. He's only been here for. Two, two years seasons. basically like two and a half yeah. seasons so uh it's a pretty new team over the last six years obviously lots of the young guys have come up they've brought in springer they've brought in gosman manoa's here now he's been drafted since the last time the jays made the playoffs or yeah even a different playoffs. team from 2020 yeah really. it's it's incredible how, how different the team is but you've got a lot of guys that can provide you with a lot of utility you've got the merrifields the biggios the espinals who can play those multiple positions it's likely that you'll see uh, Gabby Moreno on the playoff roster because the way that they've been using one of Jano and Kirk as a DH right now and the way Jansen's been hitting, he kind of deserves to be in there almost every day. Um, so I, I'd assume in game one, Kirk's going to catch Manoa, obviously, but you almost think that Jano might be the DH there. And then you'd want Gabby in there in case you've got a pinch run for Kirky later in a game um, because you don't want to lose your DH. So there'll, there'll be some... So juggling for sure. We we've already we'll talk about more on Thursday, but obviously we know the Jays won't have to carry all five starters for the first round because it's only three games. Um, so there'll be an extra roster spot for a bullpen arm. Um, you might see maybe one of Jackie Bradley or Bradley Zimmer left off the first round roster, in favor of maybe somebody like a Moreno with a bit more um, defensive importance, I guess, in terms of a position that you need to have a surplus in at catcher so it'll be interesting we'll, we'll be able to delve into it more on thursday yeah we'll know the roster by then i would think uh so. i'm not sure if they'll declare it until like friday morning or whatever but they might on thursday who knows i'm not sure what the deadlines are i haven't looked into that well we'll be back nonetheless and uh you can still check out all our stuff there on our socials at bfmd podcast you type that in anywhere and you'll find us Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, wherever you know. <laughs> yeah, you can, you'll find us. We'll yep. be on Twitter. We'll take your questions if you have any. Go ahead and leave us a review. Justin, uh, any final thoughts while we wrap up this show? No, man. I, I'm glad this weekend went well. Um, nice to finish the home regular season schedule on a high note. It's important because if they do host those home playoff games, you've just come off of a series at home where you have like the best vibes possible playing at home right now. And the fans are going to be fired up. And hopefully that atmosphere helps the boys win those first two games of the wild card round and just take the stress away. <laughs> yeah, the, man, it's going to be very, 
Uh, I'm just excited for, for playoff baseball, but it's going to be tense. Yeah. No, no matter what, no matter who we end up playing, it's going to be tense. A good test for the team, a good stepping stone as the, the window of contention is open. And then we'll see where the season goes from there. Hopefully it's a deep run into October. Yes. Yep. But for Patrick Marsh out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. We'll be back after the Baltimore series with a playoff preview on Thursday. Enjoy the last three games and we'll see you when we see you.